guys. Welcome to the Perfect 10 Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. We've got the videos up on my channel, Lana Turner, L-A-H-N-A-T-U-R-N-E-R on YouTube. With us today, I am so lucky because I have done his podcast a couple of times, just recently actually. Yep. Jose Chavez. Hi, everybody out there. Hello. They're very excited to see me. I'm sure. I'm excited to see you. I we had like the nicest conversation the last time when we recorded it for you. Yeah, I know. We we did it. We went pretty long with that one, but the conversation started before we started recording. I kind of wish I had like the recording ahead of time. The recording before the recording yeah, that went too long? No, no, no. It, <laughs> it wouldn't have been too long at all. It was very insightful. I was like, I'm learning a lot here. Yeah, I felt that way too. And you know what? I got people writing me from your podcast, from your fan base, which I was like, that doesn't always happen. You do yeah. people's podcasts, people don't always respond. Yeah. But your audience is interactive and actually. Yeah, they, they reach out to me directly. It's fun because they, so I always try to push, like, give me the the ratings on iTunes and all that for the stats and all that. And oh, I, I never do that. Okay, guys, you got to be sure to, what is it? Rate it five stars, yeah. review. Subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah, I never do that. Leave a dick pic. What's that? We, we like dick pics. You like dick oh, pics? Yeah, I will Tom, send, Tom wants For a dick every pic. five star I get, I will send you someone else's dick pic. How about that? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll find random penises and send them to you. I'm willing to do that well, for you. What's your podcast called, by the way? It's called Awkwardly Social. It's available on uh, everything, pretty much, except for YouTube. There's some assholes on YouTube that just started their own podcast by the same name. So I sent them a cease and desist letter. Let's see if they do it. If they cease and desist, yeah. Do you uh, did you legally protect the name and all I that? I did. Oh, so then they have to. Yeah. You should send it to YouTube and let them know that somebody stepped on your on your stuff. Well, they got like four downloads or four plays. So I'm not really too oh, worried not about too, it. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and one of them was yours. <laughs> one of them was mine. You I watched it the whole time. I was like, if you're funnier than me, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I know. I always forget to remind my listeners to what is it? You you have to rate it five stars. Uh huh. And review it mm -hmm. and anything else. Tell people. I always tell people to tell other people. But what yeah. else am I supposed to do? Here's, here's what you do. You go, to, you go to the Apple store. <laughs> you pull out the phones that they have there. And then you log into the Apple podcast. You do a search and then you subscribe there. Or you, when somebody leaves their phone alone, like on the table, don't subscribe. go through their, don't go through their photos, don't do any of that. Just go on their podcast app and then subscribe that way. So then you get more subscribers. I do that all the time. You know what I used to do, do back in like the nineties, nineteen eighties, when I rented a video. You know, they're always on the, the VHS. There's a extra few minutes. Yeah. I would put my comedy material on the end of all the movies I rented. That is so smart. That is so great. I like, love that. Right at the end of the credits, as soon yeah. as the credits stop, then I'd pop up. So whoever rented that tape would get like two minutes of me at the end of the movie. But if you're if you're subscribing to your own podcast on there or putting your own stand-up to people, well, stand-up's different because at least they're seeing something that they didn't expect. But if you're like subscribing on an Apple, you're getting a subscriber, which, what does that do, bolster your listenership? But there's nobody really listening. Well, hopefully one day they find they're like, what is this little podcast? Let me give it a listen. Wait a minute. Who's it's they? It's not terrible. Somebody the people the whose, uh, whose homes I break into at night to log into their phones. <laughs> you <laughs> Those people. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, it's working because yeah. your audience was responsive. Yeah, they're so really good, good with the emails. They're not great with the reviews, but they're really good with the emails. Yeah, I like that. it was cool. It was, uh, it was a very fun conversation we had. So Yeah, it was a good one. Very what what'd you guys get into before the podcast that wasn't recorded? Let's, oh. let's cover that. Oh, more of the same. I think it was just, uh, I don't know how much we want to say. Or, I don't uh, really know. We just had like a long conversation. And I just remember walking away thinking like, oh, I really wish I had been recording all that. But I didn't want to be that guy and immediately start recording, put the mic to your face and be like, here, 
Tell me everything personal. Well, it's funny because I think you started recording before I even knew we were recording. But this is just it. We talked about doing yours again, and now we're doing mine. So, And we haven't talked about anything yet because you came here to tell me about ghost stories. And That's true. Because it's Halloween month and it, it is. So Halloween it's the, time. It's the month of October. It's one of my favorite times of the year. So I would say probably my favorite time. So, uh, uh, I sorry. Lean in, let me, lean let me, in, lean in. I will lean in. Here, I'll scoot over a little bit. <laughs> You're I'm not so great far with away. this. I, I, I'm, it's because there's a lion right here. Bring and I want to like, rest you. on you him. Go. And there you so go. There you go. You I feel very important up. this way. There you go. Now I still feel like you're hiding half my fat, so I feel I feel better. <laughs> I can lie more? to people. Like, start recording now. And make here. sure you don't get any of my uh, any of Hold my curves. So Actually, there you go. Good. Okay. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so uh, I like talking about that kind of stuff because I I lived in a house for six years that had so much activity, and I used to love having people come over. And when they'd come over, they'd freak the fuck out. What do you mean activity? And when was where, wait? Okay, first off, where was the house? Uh, Mission Hills, maybe a half a mile from, actually even less than that from the uh, the the cemetery uh, that's next to the mission. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of activity. I don't know if it was our house that was haunted, but there was definitely a whole lot of activity there and one of my neighbors. So like it started from the very first night. And you, you moved in. Was it were you? Is this a family home that you grew up with your? Uh, well, I grew up or? there. We lived there for six years from the age of 10. For me, it was from the age of 10 to 16. It was the first house my mom had ever owned. And we were there for six years. Very excited. To so get a better deal on it because there's, you get, it comes with a, a. I mean, maybe it's. I I don't think they told her that it was haunted. Um, but the the fir- very first night it was just like minor stuff like random trembling. So we we're like, oh, it's probably just aftershocks. What but do you nobody, mean trembling? Like the house shook. Like the house shook, but nobody else or whatever we would talk about it with other people. They'd be like, there was no aftershocks last night. So we would be the only ones who would like notice that kind of stuff. And then it started with like some real like cliche stuff like the faucets turning off and on doors opening and closing that kind of thing and then uh um one day i walk out into the living room and i I, it was me my three sisters uh and we would get ready in the morning for school and we had this weird policy you know like when you're kids you, you kind of all have your own weird ways to connect with one another um and we created a ground rules who's ever done getting ready first gets to select what we watch on TV before it's time to go to school. Oh. So my my youngest sister was ready. She was sitting there watching TV. It was early, but it was like 7 a.m., so the sun was up. And I walk into the living room, and there's a man sitting next to my sister. And he is sitting there, and she is, like, stiff. Like, she won't move, and she looks terrified. And I looked over. I'm like, what the hell is this? And the guy looked over at me, and I can't explain it. There's no way to really be able to tell. But suddenly he just wasn't there. And so he looked at you and then disappeared. And he looked at me and then he oh, disappeared. Oh, I just got a chill. And Ooh. she freaked out. I was like, did you see him? She's like, yeah. She goes. She saw him too. She saw him. But she she was too terrified to move because she was afraid of what would happen if she did. So Like he might hurt her? Yeah, that's what she was scared about. Uh, scared of. So but it was a threatening figure. It, it wasn't threatening so much as it was that she was just scared. Yeah. And one thing that we, we talked about like all these years later is like we literally never once felt threatened. There, it was always sort of like a not like a friendly ghost, but there was almost like a uh, like a like a living arrangement. Like we had roommates that mostly kept to themselves. Every now and then, we see him walking by. Or so you saw something. this the same man throughout. I, we well, it was multiple people, but yeah, we both saw that guy. Can so, I ask you, were they Native American Indian ghosts? None of them were. This guy was actually like a, a, the best way I can describe him is kind of like a the old school looking like priest where they would wear like the large hats that uh, I don't know how to properly describe it, but the kind of hats that are sort of making a comeback that women wear like, like the, um, uh, like uh, it has a really large rim around it, but the side standards black and they're wearing, he was wearing like a full black suit, like a three piece suit with a large coat over it. 
Well, if you're what mission was this house nearby? A uh, California mission. And how old is that mission from the 17, 1800s, right? 17, 1800s, yeah. It's probably either the Indians who are de- decapitated by the Spanish or the Spanish. It sounds like maybe that he could be like a Spanish padre or a friar, the thing you saw. It, would, it probably would have been closer to a padre for sure. Right. Um, and that's funny. I never even thought of that. But he was sitting there. He kind of just when he. So like I said, it was ne- never really threatening. It was always sort of like they were just existing there. And sometimes it seemed that they were surprised that we could see them. Now, you, you know? think that maybe that that spirit lived in the house or was it like on the grounds before the house was built? Because no. if someone dies in a house, they got to disclose that before you buy it. I don't think what? it happened. Really? You have to tell yeah. say that? Yes. You have to tell somebody that. You have to, you have to, I think you even have to disclose things like paranormal activity. Well, if somebody dies in a home, you have to talk about that. There's no know. record of a, a priest chopping off uh, 500 Indian heads back in the 1700s, though. And that's no, probably what not went down address. right there. You know what? Well, here's the thing. Like I said, I always thought it was a neighborhood because of the fact that uh, we had uh, neighbors who would all kind of report very similar things. Right next to us, when we first moved in, there was a house that was empty. We didn't know it, but a couple months before, part of the house caught on fire. And so they there wasn't empty so much as they needed to wait for the repairs to be completed so they could move back in. Um, a gentleman that lived there, uh, an older gentleman, uh, passed away at the hospital from smoke inhalation. So his family, his wife moved back in, and so did his uh, kids and grandkids. So uh, there was this guy who I would always see kind of follow me around. I wouldn't see him as much, but my sisters would always say that there was this old guy kind of walking with me, uh, and uh, he was hanging out with me. And then when I finally met my neighbors after they moved back in, I was talking to uh, this woman, uh, the, the lady that lives there, and I see a photo of the guy, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the guy that's always in my house. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's my husband. He's here all the time. Oh, so she sees him all the time. She sees him all the time, and she was very much not jaded. She was an older Hispanic woman, so she was very much, like, accustomed to that because I've noticed that, like, Hispanic people, especially the older ones, are almost like, oh, yeah, it's just a ghost. Whatever. But what is that? Is that the, 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 the father or the husband, he passed away, and then he came back or he just didn't go to the other side or i mean how in your thoughts Uh, what do you think it is there's generations of ghosts on this neighborhood in his neighborhood that's what i feel like i I I have a theory i have a theory i mean first of all like there the the, i would have to go back on the history to take a look to see what's going on um but there definitely is some activity that's going on there that predates a lot of the neighborhood, I would assume so, because it was never really localized to one specific place like our place. My mom, who was a huge skeptic, at least she told us she was a skeptic. I found out like a week ago that she was lying to us because she thought that was her way of protecting us by saying, if I tell my kids I don't see anything, they, they'll believe it. But she it. saw it too. But she saw it too. And then she told me, and there was like a guy who would just like, he would do a, get a running start and just like leap over a fence that was over six feet tall without ever touching it. And he would not retain his sheep when he would do so. So if, if it was limited, it wasn't limited to our house, house cause you could see them like hopping over fences, like just hanging out, doing their thing. Um, Go check out the neighbor's titties. I'll be back. Scare you guys later. Yeah, there was a the neighbor three later. doors down. Just amazing. No, um, so the uh, I forgot, lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, so on um, titties, 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 titties. Just completely Squirrel. distracted. You Breast. had a neighbor with nice tits. You wished yes. you were a ghost for a second. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Me too. exactly. I was just like, there's a ghost right there, but there's breasts right there. That's amazing. No, uh, no, but it was just the, the. It was never really localized, and it always some, seemed like there was a lot of activity that that was. 
very nonchalant almost like i said like a community that didn't really give a crap if they got seen by humans they almost seem startled by them but i i think that it's that it's almost like uh they just they just just a community like they just chose to exist there maybe it's because they're close to the cemetery and maybe they belong at the cemetery and they just go out for a walk i i honestly don't know how that works wild i don't know either i mean it's it 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 would seem that if you know a lot of people lose a loved one Mm -hmm. Do they hang out? Do and and how do you know? And like, you feel things, but you don't know if you feel things because you don't want to feel like you're crazy. Yeah. So you Richard wonder- Ramirez was in that area in the '80s. I think he um, sliced a couple people up in that in that city. Is he a serial killer? Richard Ramirez. Yeah. 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 So that I don't <laughs> know. He was nasty, dude. His his victims could be a ghost there. I feel like there's violent deaths. They say when somebody dies violently, or yeah, I think that that's more like a trauma. Like there's always different kinds of hauntings. One of the ones that they say is like um, uh, almost like an echo. Like it's not the spirit itself, but the the moment that like they it relives like a like a video exactly stuck in time or something exactly just sort of on loop that it's not really influenced by by the outside world or anything. It just sort of builds up every now and then. Uh, There's this uh, this. The restaurant that's cross street from uh, that's within the LA Live, um, that's kind of like a wing spot, and they have a, a in the in the women's restroom there. When you go in there, there's a woman that's constantly crying. I used to be friends with a lot of the employees there, and then they would always tell us about it. One of my former coworkers, she heard all like the crying going on, and that's when they told us that like, oh yeah, there's always a woman crying in there, but nobody knows who. But you can hear where it's coming from, almost like if you were to look here, you could tell that this is where it was coming from, but there was no one ever there. It was just like constant crying. So there's stuff that's like on repeat. I don't think there's actually a spirit there crying just so much as that that memory, that echo. Of oh, it. my gosh. Yeah. That's you know, when I had my comedy club on the Queen Mary, there was a lot that's of... That's a place that's supposed to be very yeah, haunted. Yeah, supposed to be very haunted. Hundreds of people lost their lives on that bad boy. And uh, my office was underwater and like toward the back of the ship. And I would hear a lot of noises and stuff at the end of the night. And I, and I, I would always go like, well, it's just an old ship making creepy noises. But then... Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like some of these noises weren't identifiable as like an old ship making creepy noises. Yeah, see th- that one I can I can I can justify. I can I mean not justify, but like if somebody were to say, "Oh, it's an old boat," I'd be like, "Well, I understand that because I don't know enough about boats to be able to tell." When it's something where it's like there's four rooms and that's about it, and you could see things like there's no, there's no trick of the light that we can, you know, say, "Oh yeah, there was a three three light sources made this man suddenly appear." That's wild. Yeah. So, but you actually saw the same people over and over again. Like you said, you saw that man in the black hat many yeah. times. Yeah, him I saw the least. The one I saw the most was the older man. There was one time where my sisters saw somebody that looked just like me. And that one freaked them the fuck out. So I was playing with my cousins in the backyard. We were playing basketball. and then so uh, You were a boy. Yeah, I was like maybe 14, 15. And we we're playing basketball in the backyard. And then when I come in, my sister starts screaming. And I'm look, we're looking very confused at what's going on. Well, moments before that, seconds probably. Felipe Esparza's HBO special came on TV, and they're like, "You're a comedian." That's exactly what happened. <laughs> By the way, God damn you for bringing that. Sorry, up. I had to I get lo- you once. I bro. love Felipe, but I, there's so many times where I get, I get like, people say, "You look just like Felipe Esparza," 
And I'm, just, I, I, you know, I, I get it. We both have amazing hair. You don't look alike. Oh, well, we have like but you have similar. similar exactly. Yeah, but you're you're not gonna stand like no one's gonna confuse you guys. No, it's happened. There was one time really? I was at the I was at the ice house. I was there supporting a show. I wasn't even performing, and I'm walking by the audience, and this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, I just gotta tell you, man, I love your comedy. You were so great here the last time I saw you." And I felt fucking amazing. I was like, "Thank you, man." Shook his hand, talked for like two, three seconds, and I went down with this high, feeling great. Walking back to my car at the very end of the night, and this guy comes up to me. And he's like, "Hey, are you Felipe Esparza?" And I said, "No." He's like, "Oh, well, he's funny." And then he just walked away. It's <laughs> oh. like you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, back. Hey, sorry. Back to your sisters. They <laughs> they called they called you're you. You're just in. like I'm just the ghost of Felipe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they called you in. Uh, who called me? Oh yeah. So no, I I came in and they lose. They freak out. They start screaming. Uh, cause they said that, that right before that, the front door, w- uh, which was closed, they said they saw me coming through the front door and that I was just kind of walking by, uh, walking by them sort of doing this weird little side to side waddle thing. And they were like, Hey, you need, did you take out the trash? And I was like, yes. It's like, you sure? It's like, yes. And then I walked right in from the back from like a completely different place. So I missed the other me by like a second, like in the other side of the room and they freaked out and they said, I just walked by, which is kind of trippy so you have how many siblings uh three and you guys as adults now can talk about all these different weird hauntings and oh yeah so we've, we've talked about it numerous times it's always that's a, the best part when you can experience something with another person yeah i had that experience actually with um, my husband ralphie and i we stayed once in new orleans and we got this um it was a, a place it was the van gogh house it was a place where van gogh had lived mm-hmm. for a while and they um we got like this free stay so they put us in the attic which was where the slaves would be and there was no windows. We were in this. It was cute. It was a bed and breakfast. But um, it was just one tiny little room with a bathroom. So there was no, an event. So there's nothing really in or out except the door and event, right? And we're in the room. And like a funny odor keeps coming and going. And it smells like a man's BO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I thought it was him. I was like, dude, you smell bad. And he never smelled bad very rarely. And I, he was like, oh, my God. So he takes a shower and then he's done. And I'm like... I still smell it. It's, it just kept coming and going. Mm-hmm. And then once we went to sleep, it's pitch black in the room. And I he- we both hear the sound of like metal. And we f- it sounded like a chain mm-hmm. being dragged across the floor. So it must have been a slave ghost that was in chains or shackles like moving through the room. And we heard a man mumbling inside the room he was like mama but it wasn't like it was inside the room but it, it didn't sound like you or i inside inside the room and it happened again the second night yeah so i mean for sure that was it I, yeah because I, I had one very similar experience like that with that sound that audible sound like a murmur yes. like a mumble yes it was somebody who was very mad at me i tried to record the ghost was mad at you yeah so I tr- why why would it be mad so i uh being the the kid that I was trying to push it, being like, what can I make happen? How can I force an interaction here? <gasps> I think they were bothered by the fact that I was trying to make an effort of that. So, and I was even trying to be sneaky. Wait, uh, you? So you were trying to engage with the the energy that? Yes, was- but I wasn't like, oh, spirits, where are you? Come to me and speak to me through me. I didn't say any of that. So, so I just what I was doing is I was being sneaky. I took this uh, this old recording device, but it was like a, one of those things that had like a tiny little television monitor in the front. At the top, it had a radio and a cassette player. So you can record the radio uh, or you can record like it had a built-in microphone and it had this TV. So it was like a whole big all-encompassing thing. Uh, 
I popped a tape in there and then I hit record and I walked away and I thought I was being sneaky. Uh, so I was, uh, we were, my mom had converted the, the, the uh, garage into a two bedroom to rent it out. And she, but she did so without permit. So when one of the neighbors ratted her out, she had to tear it down. Oh. But it was just like one big room. It was you. Uh, so <laughs> she did this thing where, where we knocked down the fourth wall where it was just a garage door, but we left the carpet there and the wall, there's just like a, a slight crack across the ceiling where the divide, the division was, but for the most part, it was just one big room. I moved in there, um, and set, set up shop. Now I didn't have any heavy furniture or anything. It was literally my bed, um, a tiny little makeshift drawer and my, uh, closet was just a, a pole that hung uh, like my five shirts that I had. So there was nowhere for anyone to hide, for anything to do. Um, and I had the key to get in and out. So I pushed the recording and I left it in the middle of the room and I walked out and I locked the door. And then to get into the house, I had to go in through the side, through the, uh, through the laundry room. So I opened that door and I close it. And then all of a sudden I hear this loud bang, like a crash. I'm like, what the hell was that? So I go back into the room uh, and then I open the door to the garage and uh, the recording device is up against the wall, partially impaled. And With what? It was. Oh just, my god! You just, just gave me like chills on the back of my neck. The, uh, the corner of it was kind of just still stuck in the wall a little bit. So the I I, I take it. Oh, I just did you get I, chills too? Oh, I'm sorry about that. So I take it back and I I I hit rewind, and I'm playing it back. And so you hear the sound of me uh, closing the garage door, locking it. You hear the sound of me opening the other door, closing it. And then you hear like a sound, and then you just hear a loud whoop, and like it gets smacked and and gets tossed across the room. So whatever it was didn't like the fact that I was trying to be sneaky about trying to capture it in the act. It was mad at me. That was a uh, wow. End. You just gave me all or kinds the ghost of heard your cover of Ricky Martin's "Living La Vida Loca" on that machine. No, but they would have heard my voice to men. They would have heard my down on bended knee. That's what uh, make them throw it through the wall. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be a rapper, so they were like my backup. They were my backup rappers. If if I grew up in a house with ghosts, uh, the first hundred times I ever jerked off was in my my house. So. The oh. first hundred times you ever jerked off was it with ghosts? You know what? No, I actually never even jerked off at that house. I was a very, I was a late bloomer. So by the time I moved out of there, Wait, how old were you when you moved out? Sixteen. Sixteen. So I wasn't. I was like seventeen. Were you self conscious of like getting undressed even? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I just so if you guys listen to my podcast, I just put out an episode this past week uh, about an encounter that I had. I have a weird like, almost like a policy that I said out loud once. So I was like, look. If you guys are going to be here, fine, but you can't be here when I'm naked. If I'm taking a shower, if I'm taking a bath, you are not allowed in the bathroom. And I say that specifically because my cousin had an encounter where after my grandpa passed away, my grandpa appeared to him in the mirror. And he and so it freaked him the fuck out when it freaked me out when he told me that story. So I was like, I never want to look in the mirror, look up and have somebody be there. That's not me. Oh, no. So he's scary, especially so your grandpa with his balls out. Yes, exactly. I mean, he's never once done that, but I have a feeling, you know what, if there's a time he's going to do it, it's probably in the afterlife. Right. Yeah. So he, uh, so I'm, I'm in the shower and, uh, I, I, I get out and I'm, I'm washing my hands and the, the, the shower or the, it's sort of like, uh, there's a partition that doesn't go all the way up from where the shower head is. So when you, I could hang my towel over it, over it. So that way I can just step out, grab the towel and move on. Well, I hang the towel back up, and uh, I hear the uh, honking outside because my, my uncle told me to come out and grab the groceries. So I go 
and I reach for the towel and I'm drying myself on it. And when I look up, my towel's not hanging on anything. It's just in the middle of the air. Like if something, something like if somebody's holding it up, like to hand it off to you. Yeah. And I freak out and I just like, I tug on it right away. You know, it doesn't go anywhere. And then it just drops to the floor and I just run out of there buck ass naked. I, oh. yeah, I was freaking out. I'm sorry about that. I know I, I try to hold the mic still. It's hard switching it back and forth. But yes, I was freaking out. I was like, I, I, I got mad. I like went back in the bathroom. I was like, I said no bathroom shit. Like yeah. I was so mad. You can pick up a towel. Ghosts, why can't you suck a dick? Come right? on. Oh, you want to get a, uh, your dick sucked by a ghost? Yeah, Anna Nicole Smith, come you back, want girl. Ghost, you want ghost head? But yeah. like, well, would it matter if it was a male or female ghost? I was going to say, you're assuming uh. it's Anna Nicole Smith. You might have just invited a spirit to come over to your house to like jerk you off, and it might be like just like the like, oldest, creepiest dude. Andrew Andrew Nicholas Smith. I would never do that because you can never see him. That's kind of like a glory hole. You never know what's on the other side. Right. I mean, uh, uh, it's oh. a ghost. You're scared anyway. Your eyes are probably already closed. Just yeah. let it happen. All right. So I, I'm, <laughs> I've never told these stories because I, I feel like people will think you're crazy. But my house that we grew up in for my high school stint, mm-hmm. there was something in there. And uh, I would be in my bedroom reading and I would think my father walked past in the hallway and I'd be like, Dad. And he'd be downstairs in the kitchen. So stuff would like happen inside that house all the time. And it would always um, do stuff to my mother. Like it didn't, like she got a lot of things happening to her inside that home that just didn't make sense. And things would fly off shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, the odor, we would smell like, like sort of like a BO smell that would go in and out of a room and disappear. And um, one, I, I was, um, my previous profession was a photographer. So we had an extra bathroom off of we had like it the way the house was set up it was like a figure eight so there was like a bathroom that connected two bedrooms and then a bathroom that connected two bedrooms so the extra bathroom i converted it into a dark room mm-hmm. and we would go in there and i'd be developing film and when i was in that bathroom alone i would get terrified like i felt like i wasn't alone in that bathroom and um my back would be to the shower and i just felt like there was somebody breathing down my neck and i'd be in the dark and i couldn't wait for the film to finish processing and i could <gasps> open the door and get out of there. And um, we found out years later, we always thought it was the man that had lived in the house because the woman was um, a mom when she had had some kids. We, we didn't know the whole story. She was older and the house was in really bad condition when we bought it um, and the father had died. So we just thought it was him. We just And we would joke about it, but we all kind of knew that something wasn't right. Yeah, And it really wasn't. Um, but I don't like talking about it because people are like, what? Um, but then... Um, when we went to sell the house, we found out afterwards, and we didn't know that somebody had actually committed suicide in that bathroom. It had been her son, and Whoa. he hung himself apparently in that shower. So all those years that I was in there freaking out, like literally I'd be like almost hyperventilating to try and get out of there. I could feel somebody like pressing up against me in there, and I didn't know what it was. And there was some hot shot. Texas realtor who ripped off a nice Canadian family. Yeah. Where's that guy now? Well, you know what, though? I don't know that um, the way we found out was when when my parents did sell it, my sister had a friend who was a realtor, and she mentioned to my sister, she goes, it took you all a long time to sell the house, right? Because it did. It took a really long time. And my sister was like, yeah, whatever. And then she said, was it because of the suicide? And my sister's eyes got big and was like, what? So we didn't know the whole time we were in there. So I guess other it might have been on the listing when they relisted it. We had no idea. That's so, crazy. I know. So I actually had this sort of experience. But when I was pregnant, I would go in buildings and places and have experiences in um, 
one time, I, I think it was Chattanooga, I was on the road, had my two dogs, and uh, I was exhausted, and I stopped, I think it's a Sheridan in Chattanooga, I want to say, got off the freeway, um, and went in and got my room, mm-hmm. went back to the car, brought my suitcase up to the room, <clears throat> and when I got off the elevator, because um, I was going to go back down to the car, walk the dogs, and then bring them up, um, and so and park the car and all that. So I went in to the room, and when I got off the elevator, I felt... Like, oh my God, there's something really bad up here. So I dropped my bags in the room and ran back down to the front desk. And I said, I don't remember what floor. It was like the fourth floor. I walked up the front desk. I said, so tell me about the ghost on the fourth floor. And the guy's eyes got really big. And he goes, how do you know? What do you, have you, are you familiar with the story of the hotel? I said, not at all. I just felt it when I got off the elevator. And he goes, well, there was a woman in the room, like four, three or four doors from my room, mm-hmm. who had been murdered in there by her husband. She was cheating on him in that room. And now they're on the registry for ghost hunt, like the ghost registry. And there was a write-up. He handed me the paper. And it was all like on this. It was crazy. Were you in that room? No, it was a few rooms down. So I was like, well, I can't stay on that floor. And when I went back up, I felt like this is what I felt. I went back up to the room and I got to get my things. And that time she was like, this close to me and my feeling was that because I was carrying a baby she had been a young woman probably in love hoping to have her whole life ahead of her Mm -hmm. and here's this she was interested in me walking through the hallway with a a pregnant belly and that scared the shit out of me I was like do not come inside my body (laughs) like it was just really weird but when I was especially being pregnant like really weird like felt stuff all the time you know what I one thing I've I've always sort of addressed that that, that it's almost like a, a common story. The problem is that it's usually kids that are the ones that tell these stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's because a lot of that is your innocence. So you're it's almost like you, the world has to tell you what your restrictions are, and that's when you accept them. And that you know, or just the the, the, the stains on your soul, or whatever. Just like live, living your life, growing up and becoming like a like if you spend all your time glued to your phone, or you spend your life very much like in a very external kind of way you're not going to notice things as well as, uh, say, a kid would. Like, I haven't re- had any experiences as an adult with the exception of, like, one thing, but that was – sorry. Mm-mm. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay like this for the rest of the it's time. It's okay. Just it's okay. Posing, Go on. looking, handsome. No. Um, but, you know, it, it, a, a lot of stuff happened when I was a kid. Now, one thing you said was a lot about the smell. Uh, it's uh, My sister and I have both had a very di- similar experience, or we had the same experience, but we both experienced it in different ways. She heard them. I saw them. Hmm. So it was a um, a different situation. So I think that everyone kind of processes things the way that they process it. For you, it might be smells. You know, it might be a sensitivity like that. Or maybe you're just more aware because you have. I don't, I don't want to. I don't really want any part of it, to be honest with you. Like, I just. And I don't. I don't really know what to believe about it. Like, having experienced people I love having died and then not having any interactions, which is, you know, I just don't know what it is exactly i just know there's a lot of things we don't understand mm-hmm. and we have five senses but obviously there's more things going on around us that we can yeah. sense and feel but i really don't know how to justify it all uh i mean that's kind of the hardest part is that if we can't see it or we can't explain it right then you have to dismiss it and i i like talking with skeptics i like talking with like do you, do you believe in anything at all i mean one time my sister's uh, hairbrush the back of it was floating and it went in my ass uh-huh. Just once, yeah. just to see how it felt. I, that, I believe in a ghost because of that situation, but I'm still optimistic. See, I'm picturing you like laying down, chucking it up in the air, and trying numerous times before you finally stuck the landing. 
And then, of course, there's always getting ghosted. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ghosted happens all the time. That, I'm, sitting, no I'm sitting next to a, a creepy Tom ghost right now. A creepy it's, Tom ghost. I, with fe- a, I feel a ghost. I'm pretty presence. sure if he's... You feel, if you feel a hand on your crotch, it might not be a ghost. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it, it seems to be ready to go. And I'm pretty sure that that end of the hairbrush is up there now. So yeah. we're not really... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm bald. I had no other use for it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that's oh, that's such a good place to close down the show. <laughs> Poor Tom. Close down the show after I close. Jose asshole. has a lot of hair. Would you like his brush? You know what? I will bring it to you. It's just going to be like a thicket of hair that you can apply up there. Just a little light bonding glue and you should be good to go. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, just just super glue your little man bun on top of your head. And then, I get women's then you'll be, hair. Then you'll be trendy. I get long hair stuck in my ass crack during sex all the time. It's a... Uh, it's a weird thing that happens to, I think, most men. That hair gets stuck up your ass? Yeah, like if you're sweating you and you're fucking... pull it out you're like, ooh, uh, When I go to like, I wipe ooh. my ass after the first wipe, it's like I got three big black hairs in there. I'm like, whoa. Uh, my ass was sweating on her bed. It, it just stuck to my ass. Did any beads come out with it? Like a horsetail, yeah. It was swinging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, wait, I have a question for you then. Okay. When you go in the comedy store... Do you feel lots of ghost energy? Because that place is so haunted, right? That's I've, famously haunted. I've never once felt anything there. Yeah. Not once. No haunt, well, hauntings of careers that could have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the, yeah, the only bad spirits I feel is the ones that didn't laugh at me. Oh. No, no, but I never, I've never felt anything there. Although I, 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 again, as an adult, I really don't really experience a whole lot. As a kid, I, I was like every other day was something. But as an adult, uh, nothing really crazy happens. Uh, but I do like going to haunted places. In fact, um, I was supposed to go this past Friday, but I'm going to go. Uh, one of my friends and her husband just bought a house uh, in Pacoima, and her kids and her husband always see a man in the hallway. Always see him, so I'm going to go to see if I can see it. And I'm going to take my podcast equipment, see if I can get him on the episode. Ooh, it's always a man happen. with ghosts. They're so fucking se- sexist. Know, it's always right? a man. When is it going to be a big-titted ghost? <laughs> with some fucking ass hanging out it's always a, a guy yeah. in a suit an well, old dress like, uh, yeah you got okay well then go visit old brothels maybe you might find hey them there. there we go yeah that's, that's a, a vacation this summer are it's, there, it's haunted brothels did you ever see any female enter like uh I, you know what once but it was uh it was a weird one so but at the same time this one is the only one where i'm like i don't think it was what i thought it was i was having a really bad dream and then i was like uh that I was mad at my sister or something, and I run up. The, I'm running after her, and when I get up to her, it's just like it's not her. It's something that looks someone that looks kind of like her, but almost like the character from The Ring. So that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of very dismissive about it, and it freaked me out. So I open my eyes and I sit up, and that person is there in my in my bedroom. But only there for like about three seconds, and I close my eyes and they're gone. So I don't know if it was like part of my brain trying to process what was going on in my dream out loud or in reality. Uh, but it freaked me the fuck out. I, I, I just did not. If uh, there was a girl in my room, ghost or not, I would have come in three seconds. <laughs> you know what? Before she got out of there. You would chase her down? Like, I would, like a, I'd scare her off with my yeah, dick. I think, That's how you scare I, her I, off a ghost. I, I, so I, for any spiritual like energy, please stay steer clear of Tom. Right. Because yeah, the ghost would be just like walking like, hey, Tom, and be like, Oh, and she's Tom, like, oh, you're just like so you're, gross. Are you aroused by ghosts? Like, is that what's I going mean, on? I mean, I would let. He's aroused would, by everything. I would let yeah. uh, Casper give me a Grim Reaper reach around. Holy <laughs> shit. He's a ghost stalker. <laughs> everything pretty much leads back to Tom needing to come. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like Ghost yeah. Nutbuster. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Where can people find you, Jose? And our, of course, the podcast, which you guys need to go back and listen to our interview, which yeah. is really fun. So I'll be on it again. We talked about that. Oh, We've for sure. Lots yeah. of things to still go. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to do a three parter. We're going to make it amazing. <laughs> um, oh, we're wrapping up. Yeah. Okay, I'll throw it I'd, out there. Um, so if you want to follow me, follow me on the social medias uh, at I am Jose Chavez, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. I don't really use Twitter though. I'm not very good at that. Turns out I'm not very funny in under 300 characters. I, I feel like Twitter. The moment that like whatever people say on Twitter, the whole point of it was for freedom of speech. Yeah. So I kind of lost heart for it after. People get in trouble for saying things, good, bad, whatever. You, that's a place that's supposed to be freedom of speech. Say what you want. But then people are like losing their TV shows and stuff because they said something they other people don't think you should say. That's where that it, 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 for me, it, I, it lost any coolness at that point. But I mean, I'm still on Twitter I, and I love the people who follow me on Twitter. But it's yeah. just like, really? Isn't this supposed to be where we can I say mean, you can get on Ambien? And say something stupid <laughs> and, and not have your whole life fall apart because it's supposed to be Twitter. That's what it was supposed to be. So. Yeah, I think any kind of like public platform when you when you say something that, that isn't favorable, obviously you know, people are gonna respond to it negatively. Especially when you're that high up. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's that's what it's for. It's it's because you know it's not really for that. I, I think mean her, so. I mean a platform to express yourself, certainly. But I think that even then there should be at least some kind of like you like you could sometimes tell who is who is an angry person or who is a racist person right. or who is a right. So a responsibility. So, so I think there's still filters that I need to be up. And it's I kind of pre I, I like my racism to be very blunt. So that way I know who not to invest in. Yeah. But, you know, it's like you can't be surprised if you throw something out there that's pretty heinous that people are going to respond negatively. Yeah. Lose their job. I don't know about all that. Hey, uh, don't forget. Lana's from Texas. She wants to shit on Muslims. Uh, uh, Tom. Support Alex. Uh, Tom. I'm just, okay, I'm just kidding. Hey, <laughs> you, no, hey you're really a true advocate of free speech. And I am. And they I, have been censoring a lot, like Alex Jones, your fellow Texan. Okay. They I, kicked look, him off. and it's. I, I just think that that's where the disconnect is on a place like Twitter. And that's when the what it is begins to fall apart. And that's why people don't probably want to be on there as much anymore because it was this like place where people could go on and express themselves and really it open it should open a debate and not a not a witch hunt yeah, in my free, opinion freedom of speech is like anything that we have that's free that comes with uh re responsibility i mean we have a driver's license we're free to drive anywhere we want anytime anywhere but we can't drive up on a parking lot into a store and like mow people down like there's no freedom of speech is it, it i believe as a comedian like if somebody's gonna say and roseanne and the people we're talking about who have gotten in trouble that they're people who we cherish their ability i mean look you're talking about a show that was based on an ignorant woman that like that's the whole sure. point of the show like uh, it, she kind of played that whole part in anyways I, i'm not trying to defend what she did or whatever like i i'm not coming from that perspective like i'm mm -hmm. not posting mean-spirited stuff i'm just suggesting that you said <laughs> we're going we totally got off on a tangent because you're like i'm not really on there and i don't blame you for not being on there it's like mm -hmm. it, it's why would you be on there so well part of the problem i think that's our next guest jose okay as a ghost it's the ghost of the doorbell for the future <laughs> i think most people can't tell the difference between art imitating life and life imitating art that's why so it's that's the why ghost of the 
guest of the future, Kimbrough. That's our cue to ending the debate about Twitter and the podcast is over. Jose, where can people find you except on Twitter? You said Snapchat. Uh, I am Jose Chavez. Uh, (laughs) That's the uh, Awkwardly Social Podcast. It's on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Android apps. Uh, If you want to... Uh, check out my website, awkwardlysocialcomedy.com. That's where I post all the past episodes and a couple of sketches and doodles and yada yada. You're awesome. It's Thank been you so a pleasure. Much for me. Tom Kimbrough, real quick. Pod uh, Brother? Pod Brother, go ahead. Um, you can find me uh, podbrother.com and uh, here at the Lana's studio doing Perfect Ten. <laughs> Thank you. Guys. I heard a retirement home is haunted, so catch me. Coming in a ghost or coming on a quilt. We'll That's see if right. it works. Don't sit I on figured, that quilt. <laughs> I figure that Tom would be uh, jerking off on a ghost. That's what I'm doing. That's right. And Who knows? It could be the thing that makes them visible or, you know. Oh, your cum brings them back to life. Yeah, or it could um, trigger their smell or whatever. It could be Ugh. a cure, baby. I think I think they'll just like... Be, I hope I ghosts think, follow I think, you everywhere know, just waiting for I think you to ejaculate. I think when Tom comes... The ghost that was trapped between deciding if it was going to go to the light uh-huh. or go just burrow itself into hell, it just goes the easiest way. Just like <laughs> fuck this, I this is this. There's nothing that could be worse than what just happened to me. <laughs> when you come, do you hear like a ghost just going? Ugh. <laughs> I wish I had an audience, um, and I'm jealous of your upbringing, and I'm sad you never. Uh, you know, there's a reason the why there's a reason why spiritual energy does not surround you, Tom. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see I can I can see going into a haunted comedy uh, house and and watching and seeing Tom's sperm float through the through the main room. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Perfect 10 podcast watching us on YouTube. Jose, it's been an absolute pleasure. Guys, tell 10 people come back and join us next week. Thank you so much. 